You are now tuned in to The Real Us with BND, the number one podcast in the game. You know. We give you the real, the real us. Welcome to another edition of The Realest with your boy B, my main man D. You already know the hottest podcast in the world. Man, the holidays are upon us, and with the holidays coming, there's a lot of subjects we need to touch, really. Right, right, right. And I'm glad that you said that because I want to touch one that sometimes is overlooked because we we get to the point sometimes to where we look at the product and not the process. All right, explain. Help me out. Okay, finances. Oh. A lot of us, we look at the product. You know, what is delivered, but we don't look at the process of how it ended up being delivered. So I was reading, uh, it came, it just came across my desk, and the statement was, Ann makes $11,000 a month, Whoa. and Joe makes $6,000 a month. I'm only using this as an example. I want to be neutral. We don't want to make it seem like we're picking sides. But it says, Ann makes $11,000 a month. Joe makes $6,000 a month. And they're together. Right. The mortgage is $3,500. How much should Joe pay? Okay, so let me give you some feedback. And then we'll get into it. And get into our subject of products and process. All $3,500. Ann should only pay utilities, groceries, and extracurricular activities. The man should pay the mortgage. And then somebody said, well, if he paid, then that must be his house. And then the same person who said he should pay it, she said, I would hope that it would be their house. So here's the problem with that. So why is it their house if he's paying everything, but it's not their joint income? See, that's the question. So let me move down, right? Someone said, when I was married, we just deposited all of the money and paid the bill. There's no right or wrong. It just depends on the circumstances. And somebody said, money in our household has never been split like that. Um, But here's my thing. $17,000 a month is our money. So as a unit, we pay $3,500. Exactly. If the man pays that, cool. It doesn't matter because we have $17,000 as a couple. That's all of our money. We are a union. But if there's an I in team, then there's no purpose. And and that's what I was about to harp on. Because what happens is, okay, let's say the man pays the $3,500 a month. Okay. Right. Fine. Which he probably will. Yeah, and that's not a problem. But okay, there's the other expenses that come about in day-to-day living. Mm -hmm. Let's say his car breaks down since evidently they've got a a divided lane Mm -hmm. in their relationship. His car breaks down. What happens then? Suppose to get the car fixed is, say, $3,300. Okay, good point. And the the house note is thirty-five. That's seven. Okay, so 
is he going to get some help from the significant other? Um, how does that play about? And then you got to think of it this way. So what if since they're going there, you got your 11000 he got his, what, $36,000? Six Gs, right. So suppose you lose your job and you can't pay bills. Is he supposed to tell you, oh, those are the bills you're supposed to pay. We're going to wait on those. Oh, good, good reciprocal point. So basically, if I was making 6000 and... The lady was making eleven. She loses her job, but because of the bills that she was paying when she had a job, do I still hold her accountable for those bills without a job? Uh, That's an interesting point. I mean, because think about it. Because what I'm reading, we we reread this and we're looking at it together. They're basically saying what's his portion of, or wanting him to pay every pay that three to five hundred. They didn't say nothing about the utilities and stuff. Okay, so if he's paying the thirty five hundred, you you lose your job, who's paying the utilities then? So basically, it's the old slogan. People beg for what they need hmm. and pay for what they want. Mm, true statement. So true. if you are the type of person that want to sit there and stash your money and put all of the burden on the other person, then that's kind of like what that is. And see, You're begging somebody else to pay for you to live in a house and sleep and be comfortable. You're putting all of that burden on them, but while you put your money into the things that you want to. Or a private nest egg. Or whatever. Or whatever. Uh, you just doing whatever you want. So basically, if you're saving all your money, whenever you, what you going to do with your money? Exactly. Go see, take trips, girls' night out. There you go, a girl's Cabos, and I've heard Cosmel, and all that, right? Have you Go to all these brunches and all of that and drink mimosas. So you're going to just take the money and make it seem as if you live in balling. Now, have you ever heard this before? I've heard them say this. Uh -huh. I, that's my money. You can't tell me what my money is. That bill is his. Really. So when is the, when is an actual union? When is an actual joint effort? Okay, I'm glad you said that. Because that's almost like saying that there's a biblical value that says that the man is supposed to pay the $3,500. That's his bill. But we can't just read part of a paragraph or part of a sentence. We got to read the whole thing. It also says submit. Exactly. And our one definition of submit, wife and husband supposed to submit. Not just the wife, not just the husband. People think that means to bow down. But take it back to the old school days when you were in school. You had to submit your homework. That mean to turn in. To turn in. Whoa. So you got to turn in your selfish behavior mm -hmm. and turn in your money that you get on your check exactly. and put it in the bank account. And then I'm going to turn mine in and I'm going to turn in my selfishness and we're going to operate as a business. And believe that we're going to do what's best for the team. Right. You know, so if you come home and you tell me I need to spend a thousand dollars to fix the hot water heater, then I gotta fix thousand. I got we gotta spend a thousand dollars. Exactly, exactly. If I come home and tell you I gotta get four new tires for uh, both cars, and that's gonna cost two thousand dollars, then uh, uh, eighteen hundred dollars or whatever with warranty tires or whatever, you know. And we got to pay that. Yeah, let's believe in the process and see what, mm -hmm. what happens is 
We want to believe in the process, but. See, you can't have a but if it's going to be a union. Now, if y'all are just dating and y'all want to have y'all frivolous money here and there, that's fine. And if he or she is suck, I mean, wants to be the person to decide that, oh, I'm going to pay that and it's not your house, it's not it's his house or it's her house. You got to understand, if you're shacking up, I'm just going to put that out there, you're shacking up and you've been lulled into paying the bills, whether it's male or female, you, need, you do need to understand at the end of that journey, if they decide to put you out, you back to square one. You back to square one. Well, let, I'm going to put it on another, uh, another level because this is kind of like an unheard truth. You hear it all over. And you see it all over in people's actions. There's a new thing going on. You hear, you hear a lot of women, you see a lot of women talking about it on social media. And I'm going to stay PG-13. But basically, it alludes to, there's, in other words, some women think that their body requires hmm. that fee. Hmm. Hmm. And if you don't, give them that support or that stability, then they need to remove their body. Because they're putting their body in comparison to what they're getting from the man that is engaging in intimacy with them. And see, here's the thing. In other words, if it's all intimate and you don't get any bills paid, then you the fool. Basically, and, and see, and and so what are you what are you saying? What are you saying? And this is what this happened to me about three years ago. Uh huh. This young lady, I thought, you know, I was interested in. She was interested in me. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was, you know, she was the the top, you know, a dime piece or whatever, you know. And man, she wanted to go hang out every day. And I promise you, she would buy lunch, and I'd buy her lunch. But then it came to that moment where. You know, the intimate moment. Mm-hmm. And man, she paused. She said, man, I would love to, you know, whatever. But, you know, I need $1,000. And I, you know, I paused for a minute. <laughs> and I looked at her. I said, $1,000 for what? She said, you know, because I, I don't, I don't want to just play. I need to get paid to play. And I was like, but we've been, we been going to dinner and lunch and everything. She said, I know, but I want to make sure that my time is well worth it. She got offended because I said, well, since I know what you are, can I just get $50 worth? I haven't spoken with her since. <laughs> well, see, what you did was it's called the truth has been reflected back into your face. And whenever you reflect the truth into somebody's face, it makes them feel uncomfortable, so they flee. Yeah, and, and it's almost like when they say if, if if you had a puppy and they pooped in the house, you rub the poop in their face and they won't poop in the house again. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. So when you said fifty dollars, so now what you gotta say? Because you made it a monetary thing. Exactly. So and, and the value is in the eye of the beholder, not the person <laughs> that's doing the selling. Exactly. The customer really decides the value of a product. And, and I only wanted fifty dollars worth. <laughs> But in real time, let's look at it from the female perspective. There are some females who say things like this. I'm going to step in and make sure that me and my man are set. 
you know what? And man, and what, what what people don't realize, man, that's monumental because now it's a whole team effort. Because right. if I'm in it, I'm in it for the long haul. You know, the I was married before. You know that already. The brief stint, but I was in it for the long haul. And you know, because a lot of people ask me about when it came time for the divorce. And uh-huh. she, she wanted to rekindle the flame. Well, I caught her doing some some stuff that, you know, like taking monies, putting this off in another account or whatever. But nevertheless, they asked me why wouldn't I go back. I expressed to them that, hey, you need to understand this. When I was in, contrary to public belief, I gave 100%. In it, if I would have tried it again, I'm just telling you because you my boy, I wouldn't have given 100% the next time. I would have found myself hiding money, and that's not what you want to do if you're in a union, uh, a positive union. People don't realize that. What's Great. your take on that? Um, I think that it kind of ties in between the two. Like, I'm reading these comments right here, and, and this young lady said, the man got to get a part-time hustle. I'm like, are you serious? And, and this young lady said, we live, we living off the six and saving the 11. Saving for what? That's actually that. Saving so then another guy what? said, it'd be better to put the 11 on the house and save the six so that you could get the interest, save more on the interest. Okay. I want to take a step beyond that, though. Because like you said, you, you got to understand people's backgrounds too when we're talking about finances. You yeah. know, I don't think people really understand the power of money and the responsibility of money. Somebody could walk in your life and they think, okay, you make X amount of money. You drive a certain type of car. You have a certain uh, secondary car. You wear a certain level of clothing. You eat at certain level of restaurants. And you carry yourself in a certain way. And then they look and they think, okay, well, I need to get next to that because they have the resources that can make my situation better. And that's from a male and female perspective. I right. Seen that. But here's the problem with that. What they don't know is how many businesses do you own? How many 1099s do you receive? What's the percentage of taxes RS? taken out of your stash. Exactly. How many kids do you have? Do you have kids? Are you a single man with no kids? Single man with two kids? Single woman? See, we don't pay attention to that. You got to pay attention to all of that because you can't just say, I'm going to pay the bills. She going to pay the bills. Uh, Because what if you marry somebody and they upside down? from From student loans and Cars. cars and all that other stuff. Child support, if yeah, I mean. So you want the man to be like you upside down? I can't trust you with the money. Give me your whole check, and I'm gonna show you how to balance your money because your financial arrangement lacks financial literacy. So now I gotta correct that. You can't have. I can't just let you get all the money and do whatever and write checks because you can have both of us in a bad situation. Because it's evident you don't know how to manage finances. Mm-hmm. I mean. We- it's evidence. The proof is in the pudding. And see, that's it's a lot of women that don't know how to manage finances. Yeah. And men, too. And men, too. And see, my thing is, and see, I've said this before. Um, 
if I'm in a relationship, a committed relationship, and if my significant other can, can manage the money, hey, by all means, I don't have a problem. And I'm going, I'm saying it on our show, I have no problem with turning my check in 100% because I'm gonna believe in the process. But understand this, once the process has been um, compromised. compromised, then I'm never gonna wanna go that route with you again. Right. Yeah, so people need to understand that. Cause, and I, I wanted to say that because I know there's some ladies that's tuning in probably saying, what about this money? I'm telling you, I have no problem turning my entire check over. I have no problem with that. And, hey, I'll let the chips fall where they may because I'm going to put my trust in this person if I'm in a committed relationship. But if I don't trust you, if I don't value you, I'm never going to do that because I don't know what's going to happen with us. And not just that. I mean, what 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 is the value, and what how do I know that what you're saying is the truth? Exactly. And just because I'm, why should I just stop and follow your ideals in life? You might be leading me down a bad highway. And see, and that's why, like I said, you got to make sure you kind of analyze and take time to know the person. And you know, you. And people can say what they want. You can already see certain triggers, a certain fact that can help you determine if a person is decent or great at managing money. You know, you can all often see that all the time. And people say, oh, I didn't know, I didn't know. It's not the truth. You can always see it. When it happens, it's going to happen. Now, let me also state this because I was about to laugh about it. Ladies. Don't let your friends infiltrate. If you got a great relationship, say, girl, mm -hmm. you make this money. You should be doing this, this, and this. Right. If it's currently working for you, what are you listening to somebody who don't have anything? That's what I'm talking about when I say ideals and values. Are you shopping in a magazine again? I said that on one of the previous podcasts. Yeah, yeah. People live their life like they're shopping out of a magazine. But since we, we since we talking about magazines and literature, let me add this: in the book, is that uh, think and grow rich, rich dad, poor dad, right? Yes. And it's basically a book of certain things that wealthy men tell their children that non-wealthy men don't tell their children. You are now tuned in to The Real Us with BND, the number one podcast in the game. You know. We give you the real, The Real Us. So, yeah, in the book, uh, Think and Grow Rich. What well, we were talking about how the dad, what the dads tell uh, their sons that other dads don't tell their sons. Mm -hmm. One of the things that st stuck out to me was the book basically suggests that in order for you to be successful, you have to be able to endure being bored. And this is true because. Being bored requires structure. Mm -hmm. And this is how generational wealth happens because mm -hmm. you have a certain format. It's like a routine, mm -hmm. you know, daily thing that's going to happen in order to ensure that the next level of success is going to happen. And unfortunately, 
routines sometimes become boring. Mm -hmm. But if you have a plan to make, you know, for longevity, mm -hmm. for success, you have to be willing to endure the boredom. Because that's what a routine is. I mean, it's like going to school mm -hmm. with kids. Right. They don't always want to go to class because it's a routine. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, routines make the world better. That's, I, I like the way you put that. The routine. So it's almost like going to the gym. Those who go to the gym three times a week, four times a week, every day. It's not that you're getting in shape. Is that you're practicing this regimen, this routine, and that's what's making things better for you. Exactly. Like, like matter of fact, I, you know, and you know, while we're talking about, you know, male, female, and wealth situations, uh -huh. I had a female, uh -huh. and it was what you just said. I have a routine for working out, and I always make a joke. The reason I had this routine, I got a lot of polo gear. That I'm not giving up. In order not to give it up, I can't get bigger than mm -hmm. the thing allows me to stuff in it. Right. So with that in mind, I have to work out consistently four to five times a week. And uh -huh. she was like, wait, you can just not do that. Just come come by me. What happens is you, you people don't realize, and that's how people end up losing focus on wealth. Mm -hmm. If you get out of your routine for over five times, what happens is it's, it's gone. gone. Yeah, it's gone. It's over. Yeah. No, it's, I'm glad you said that because I listened to this financial advisor on um, Charlemagne and the Breakfast Club, and it, it kind of went with what we've been talking about. So the lady was talking about how bankruptcies and the different perks with buying houses, and you can get a house with zero credit and things of that nature, and you can get. Uh, first time uh, homeowners loan uh, several times as long as it's just one home that you're living in and is it doesn't matter if you purchased a home before. But what she said was the turning point in her life and she said her daughters asked her what, was she broke or was her and the husband broke because the daughter wanted to go get her hair done and she said the dad said hold on let me check the budget. So she went on to say that she, things changed for her when she decided to cut back on things. And she also said this. She said the key to success, which is we're talking about relationships and money and who pays and who what. pays yeah. what. She said in her perspective, the key to success to her, she said, this is what happens. Rich people stay rich by acting poor. Exactly. Poor people stay poor by acting rich to impress other poor people. Exactly. And so she basically was saying, you can't do things based on what other people think. And it goes back to what you said earlier about Letting outside sources try to tell you how to govern yourself in a relationship. Exactly. Because here's the thing. Um, and my grandma, may she rest in peace, she used rest to always peace. tell me, son, don't always keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. And 
So and that's the same thing that lady said. Yeah, because so a lot of people, and you know, we've been knowing each other for a long time. I've always worn, worn polo. Mm-hmm. Some people just think it was snobbish. No, my grandmother taught me to get you a style that's gonna last and stand through the test of time. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of things that people see me wear, they assume, oh, he just went and got the fresh gear. But people don't realize fashion repeats itself. And so I took and understood that my grandmother wanted me to not keep with the Jones. Like, you remember during our era, they had the damage, the used mm-hmm. and stuff. I knew a, a lot of our friends, you know, they forked out a ton of money on that. Mm-hmm. And it was going in six months. Mm-hmm. And I only had one jacket, I think. Yeah. A jacket. I might have had one, but I didn't get a lot of that. But yeah. you're right. Some and, stuff come and go. Yeah, and so... The polo, the classic polo, it never goes out of style. We, we've talked about that before. Polo, ballet. Yeah, Levi's. Exactly, Levi's. And people don't understand why I always wear Levi's. Me and you both. Always be in. You know, and no, they're not going to be brand new. As a matter of fact, somebody thought I had some brand new black Levi's on the other day. I'm laughing about it. Mm-hmm. I said, man, it was a fresh and new. No, they were just died, re-died, you know. Wow. Gave them a rejuvenation process. Mm-hmm. And see, People need to understand, in order to make a relationship work, since we talk about financial schemes, mm-hmm. you have to be disciplined in a relationship. Yes. You have to create a routine. There's a process, and you got to believe in the process. Mm-hmm. The minute you opt to allow other outside entities to um, turn your process different or obscure your process, what happens is now you're trying to look at somebody else's view and you know, like for example, like if it could be a guy, mm-hmm. his partner, man, she only got you ride, riding in a Honda Accord. Man, you make enough enough money to drive your BMW. But the discipline policy that was set in place and the routine that y'all had, y'all was supposed to be driving this Honda Accord for a certain amount of years. Now the minute you let somebody else intervene, right. now you're going out and you're changing the format of the budgeting system. Right. Now, I'm glad you said that because you, we're talking about outside sources, uh, outside sources having an impact on uh, the decisions that you make as a couple. And I mentioned about groupthink, and I want to give up another point on that, take, bring it a little closer. Groupthink is defined as the practice of thinking or making decisions as a group in a way that discourages creativity. Or individual responsibility. So no, you're right. I'm not supposed to let my friends make me make purchases or decisions for my relationship if I were in a marital union. I'm not supposed to allow my friends to tell me that my wife is supposed to be driving a, a Range Rover or I'm supposed to be riding in a, a Benz Maybach because that's what the trend is. Exactly. But it doesn't line up with what we do and the culture of how we do things in our household. Now, let me add something else to that. Let's bring it a little closer since we're talking about marriage. Each spouse cannot allow one of the two to do the same thing. Exactly. Sometimes they say you run from, this is, I don't even remember the scripture, but you run from a, a, a lion and you run from a bear and you get inside your house and you get bit by a serpent. Meaning yourself. So you can't let your wife lead you to poverty. And you can't let your husband 
leads you to poverty because they're trying to put their standard on you instead of y'all making that compromise. And I and, and we could put a question to go with that. How many times have you been in a relationship and once the relationship ended, you thought about all of the money that you spent in that relationship? Exactly. Or the time you invested. Time and now you like, invest. look at all the money I lost listening to this person in this relationship. Look at how much time I lost. Or I could have went to go get a master's degree or a doctorate, but instead I was working with this relationship. Thank and you now that's messed somewhere. me up from yeah. getting a degree. You know, you have, how many women have put their life on hold? Yeah, and men. I, yeah, we, having kids. Yeah. You know, I have a friend that said the reason that he doesn't pursue his music dream is because he has two kids. I'm like, that's not, that's not making sense. You're using yeah. that as an excuse, but I get it. Because some people go full throttle when they get in a relationship. And, and But see, that's where you got to have, you know, discipline. You got to mm -hmm. have a routine to understand. Say, for example, if you got married today or tomorrow, or I got married today or tomorrow, uh -huh. they need to, you know, the first thing I'm going bring to bring to the table, look, me and my man, man, D, we have a podcast. Uh -huh. we, we got music we, we, we're investing in. That's part of our life scheme. That's part of us. In right. order to take and take us, you got to understand and that that's what that. goes on, right? Yeah, you know, and people don't always do that. They figure they can juggle it. You can't juggle. You got to be transparent, make them aware this is what it is. Right. You know, and in the minute their friends go to say, well, he can't be in the studio. He can't be doing a podcast all day. Well, first, what I'm going to allow you, and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, I'm going to invite you. You know, you can come. This is what I do. Now, you don't have to be around me 24-7 for to see this. This is what I'm doing. I'm giving this one-time opportunity so you can see what I'm doing. You're in my world. Mm -hmm. um, after that, I can't let you dictate how I respond to my podcast show, my music, and my friends because mm -hmm. you're concerned about what your friends say. Right. It's always a breaking point. Because then what happens next? Then you have an unhappy spouse doing what you want them to do, whether that be the man or the oh, woman. Exactly. So if I, if I was to bring that woman in the studio and, and that woman listened to different artists record and they play the song 50 times, she's going to want to leave the studio because she's going to get tired of hearing the same song over and over while it's getting prepared. That's part one. Now flip that. What brother you know want to be in the mall from 6 or 7 in the morning, 8 in the morning, to six at night, walking around watching you shop or look at stuff and then put it down and then go around and look at everything else. And then at six o'clock, you can go back to that first store and pick up the things that you saw when we first walked in the exactly. store. Exactly. And you know, and, and in saying that, man, you said mouthful. Like the initial question was if the woman made 1100 Eleven thousand. Eleven thousand. And the man made six thousand. Six thousand. The mortgage was thirty five hundred. Who pays? Supposed to pay the bill. Now, hopefully, the listeners out there should understand: if it's a group effort, it's a joint venture, the funds should be together, consolidated as one stash. Exactly, and the money is paid, bills are paid. Make sure that you follow. You know the procedures you you put in place. Make sure you have a plan because uh -huh. you have always have to have goals that you set. You mm. know, because for example, like you and I, 
Our goal is to make sure we take our podcast from this level to the next level. Of course, every level, we're going to have goals. And yeah, mm-hmm. we might want to reward ourselves, but we're not going to reward ourselves until we set our goal. Right. That's what you need to do in your relationship. Don't. It's Christmas. Oh, it's, it's Christmas. You know, come on. I, I don't want to stereotype anybody, but come right. on, people. Just because it's Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, and Mardi Gras, you don't have to have a new outfit. Essence Festival. Yes, because here's the thing. You're living on their routine. You're living on commercialism's routine instead of your own. Exactly, exactly. You got to plan for that, man. Because, I mean, if stuff is $2,000, $3,000 for those type of events, and they have seven or eight of those events, add that up. That's $20,000. Yeah. So So do you have $20,000 extra income just just to give away? To festivities and trips? And the answer would probably be no. I can tell you it's no for me. You know? And here's the thing. You're in a relationship. And we want to say this and hope our listeners are paying attention to this. Mm -hmm. If you're in a committed relationship, I don't care who makes the most money. Mm -hmm. Combine the effort. Make sure that y'all have an understanding. Mm -hmm. You know? Let's not... See, don't create a problem by starting to divide and conquer each other. Because mm-hmm. what happens then, it's never going to be a success. Right. The failure- and then you lying because you, you're talking about you don't have extra funds. You have extra funds, but your funds are invested. Yes. Instead of... And, and you're right. You're right. Just thrown away. Frivolously. You, you can look at your money knowing that you invested it into real estate, this, that, and the third. And see, that's another thing that, that's when I was talking about taxes, that's things that people don't think about when they're in a relationship. Just because your man is not at every dinner, every event, every ball, every mall outing, does not mean that he's not doing things to help the family unit. You say the mouthful. Because he, he, his money could be invested into real estate, music, uh, uh, lawn, uh, uh, landscaping companies. He got other things going on that requires his time that might not allow him to come sit at the table with you or ride on the Zulu float. Oh, let's go one step further. Suppose he's only making the, the $6,000. Okay. And you're making the $11,000. Let's go either or, male or female. But what if the skill set is, he may not be, make $11,000, but every time something breaks, he has a skill set to fix what's ailing the household. Right. If he has um, a certificate in HVAC. He, uh-huh. he knows how to fix plumbing. He knows how to do the roof. That's a saving in itself. If you're, you're right. You're doing, you're doing it at the house. Yeah. It's like yeah. having a, a husband that's a mechanic. Yes. Uh, better yet, let's say it's the woman who's not, not making as much. If she's home and y'all have kids, she's taking care of the kids, cooking, make sure the house is ran right, make sure the finances are in order. That's what team building is. It's a team effort. Right. And people don't understand that. You got to make the team work. You know, and in order to make it work, create a routine, have a procedure, have policies put in place. I hate to say it, it's like a business. It is like, a business. Yeah. That's because it. It, there was a guy who said this, and I took it and put it into a perspective of what we're talking about. The guy said, many of you need to get rid of your team mm. because they're not really team players. 
He said, if you're the person that created a product and the people on your team don't want to be the one that's selling the product, that's marketing the product, that's talking about the product, that's carrying the product around, that's driving you and the product around, then they're not a team player. He said, if your team players come to you and all they talk about is, I got this idea for my product, or I got this idea for me and so-and-so product, or I want to do this with things that don't go with what y'all coming together initially was about. So in other words, now you're competing with the vision instead of being a part of it. And unfortunately, you have that in relationships. Yeah. And you know what? I want to say this before we go. My next relationship, if I, you know, once we get done with us, my next relationship is, (laughs) I know laughing about it, Mm. I'm going to have a mission statement. Oh, jeez. This dude say he got a whole a whole manual. Yeah. Uh, you got a you got a marital policy book. Yeah. I, I feel that. And the reason <laughs> be because I don't want nobody to come in saying I'm making more money than them or they're making more money than me. Our mission statement is going to be simple. Failing is not an option. That's one of my mission statements right now, musically. That's dope. But here's the thing. Why does money have to be the center of the relationship. What happens when the money's not there? Exactly. Do you have a relationship? Do you enjoy one another and when the money's not there? That's the million dollar question. Because COVID and these hurricanes should have taught us all a lesson that at any given day, everything could change. Any given day. And, and people don't understand that. You could be without a job. You could be on unemployment. You could be waiting on stimulus checks. Or... You could be a musician and now you can't tour. Or you could be a musician and now you got to reinvent yourself. You see they had a versus battles. They're doing the online performances. Uh, a lot of people putting out more music, trying to get their stuff on uh, streaming services. Yeah, yeah, Some people cutting back. They're scared to put their stuff on streaming services because they think people don't have the funds to buy. So some of the greater artists, they haven't dropped their album because they don't know. They're waiting. They're waiting to see. If, if, if the community has the funds to support the product. So that's why you can't make everything about money because if you make everything about money, then when that is interrupted, then now you, then in you that, don't have anything. So now y'all fussing. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's beef now. So you criticizing your husband for not having bread. He criticizing you because you gained five pounds. So now it's a bunch of dysfunction because you made everything about money. And and if money makes your wheels go flat, then you need to take the time and evaluate whether or not you have the DNA to be in a relationship. And that's something that I ask myself all the time. Do I have the DNA right now to even stomach a relationship? Am I even going to tolerate someone? Especially me being so business-oriented and so into my routine to reach my goals, do I even care to be in that exchange with somebody? And you know what? A lot of time, people don't want to face reality and or the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you got to be in it for the long haul. I, I have a couple of right. partners and frat brothers. They've been in relationships for the long haul. Uh-huh. And let me just be transparent. There's been some infidelity on both parts. Uh-huh. And, you know, 
the good thing is the money wasn't a factor. Uh-huh. And so, Generally not. Yeah. I just want you to know you got to be in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. And no, I don't want you to think infidelity is right. What I'm saying is they treated it as it was a mistake. Mm-hmm. It happened. They grew past it. Now, and you know, and, and people don't realize this. And, you know, I guess we can close with this. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be in a relationship, don't put value on money. Right. You know, it's a group effort. Uh-huh. If The way you should look at it, if he's making that much, I'm making that much. Right. She's We're making team. that much, I'm making that much. It's we a winning. team effort. We're right. winning together. It should, you got to be proud and supportive of one another and be the best support system for your spouse. Yeah, exactly. Now, and you said something just now. You said that your friends maintain the test of time through the adversities in their relationship. That's what a relationship is. I often tell young adults that a relationship is a career choice. Yes, yes. You have to look at it as a career choice because when you decide to be a doctor, then that's that's saying you're going to go to med school and you're going to learn these particular subjects and you're going to be used to dealing with patients, their attitudes, uh, keeping their business private, blood, pain, crying, death. You already signing up for this type of lifestyle. And that's what and you gotta have that you gotta have those attributes to be in it. So if you say you wanna be some I mean to cut you off, if you say you wanna be in somebody's space like that, to have and to hold. To that do his part. You got to deal with them even when they're not worth yeah. dealing with. Because here's here's the thing, what we should we should say. That's what love is. Exactly. You gotta think about it this way. Mad and bad days come for everybody. And for everything. For everything. That you do. It's how you handle it is what makes you a better person and have a greater relationship. Right. And, you know, I always say this, and I can close. We can close right here. Uh-huh. But I want to say this, and we shouldn't be dinged for this. Ever never had a little song, and I always use this with everyday life. One of my favorite songs. Yeah. Everybody... Plays the fool sometimes. sometimes. No, no exception, exception to the rule. To the rule. <laughs> so I can't mind. sing, but you know. <laughs> yeah, that's facts. So, yeah, money, relationships, finances, stinginess, selfishness. That's what we talked about today. This is your main man, D. And your boy, B. The- You are now tuned in to The Real Us with BND, the number one podcast in the game. You know. We give you the real, the real us.